you're now tuned into another episode of The Underground. Each week, we dive into what it means to create, nurture, and live in communities everywhere. This is The Underground with Ryan Moore and Justin Lon Carrick. Welcome, welcome to another episode of The Underground. We really appreciate you coming back again. I'm with Ryan. What's up, bud? You know what? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm hungry. I'm, I, we're, I'm always hungry. I'm actually hungry. It's almost noon. Almost noon. And yes, I am also very hungry now at this point in the day. Do you have like a, what's your go-to, like just walking by the fridge, quick snack? Do you have a go-to? Yes. So... I'm, my family is European. My, my dad was, or is, I should say, born in Austria, was born in Austria. And, um, put we, another shrimp on the Bobby. Yeah. Austria. <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Oh, was I wrong? You are. Com- yeah. You're no, you're bang on right there. I do love shrimp. Yeah. Um, but, um, I think that when we think about snacks, it's a lot of like dried sausages and things like that. Oh. So Austria is very German, right? It's yeah. It's Germany's neighbor kind of thing. So yeah, it's very German and there's definitely, um, some influence there. So we have like dried Hungarian sausages, liverwurst, pickles, stuff like that. So I'll just pop those. I'll pop a piece of bread down with some, uh, with some sausage and some, you know, Virginia ham or salami or something go to town um my my kryptonite is bits and bites well see if you're going that route i would go with chips see i'm okay with chips i like chips but bits and bites that's my thing i always say i'm never gonna buy them again i need to eliminate this i could probably drop five pounds in a day if i just eliminated bits and bites but every time i'm at the grocery store i walk there right at the end of the aisle Right, like even if I don't go down the aisle, they're right at the end of the they're aisle. Calling you, Aww. they just stare at me, and and then they then every now and then they put the sale on the fifty cents off, and I'm like, well, now I got it. It's just good economical sense. And you got to buy two at that point. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to. Of course, you don't want to lose out. Now I'm not saving fifty cents. I'm saving a dollar. Well, and and of course, this isn't exactly the healthiest. What I don't even know what bits and bites are. You don't know bits and bites? I kind of do. It's like they got little shreddies in there. They got a pretzel. They got a Cheerio, and I'm missing one, a cheese nib. But uh, but it's got the spices, and they're Justin. I tell myself that eating the low sodium chips is better for me. But then when you eat like three times as many as you normally would, it's yeah. probably not better. See, bits and bites, you get the variety. Chips, it's the same thing over and over and over. You got to you gotta like what you like there. But bits and bites, you, gotta, you can pick around. And I've had friends come over and, they, and then after they're, they leave my house, they all that's left is the pretzels. I don't mind the pretzels, though. I'm not, pretzels I'm okay are good. With that. I like yeah. pretzels. I know, and they pick around them, and so that you go Who grab the that? bag. Mike, I'm calling you out right now. Ah, see, Mike, you gotta you gotta give your head a shake right there. I think. Yeah, like come on, eat the pretzels. Just mix it in with something else. You'll never notice. <laughs> well, you know, I think that the idea of eating stuff like that is highly emote, like it's emotional or set. Like there's a satisfaction level because I guess the salt levels in them that I don't, I don't know the science behind it, but I was going to say habitu habituary habituary. Is, it, is that a good word? Mm, very habituary. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's your habit, right? That's, is that how you say it? I feel it? like we've just upgraded our podcast by using that word alone. Let me go look through my thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> so 
When, what about a drink? Do you have a go-to drink? Drink? Okay, so I am plain, plain Jane, and you are probably going to laugh at this because I'm building it up so, so much. <laughs> and my drink of choice is... I wish I had a drum roll somewhere. Water. I actually just drink tons and tons and tons of water every single day. You don't flavor it? I don't flavor it. I get no those... No fizzy, sparkly... Nope. I just grab those big one liter bottles of water and I'll just sit there and I'll drink that in one sitting and then I'll grab another one and I'll drink that in one sitting. And so as we record this podcast, I'm sitting here drinking an energy drink, which is 200 milligrams of caffeine in it. I don't actually drink coffee though. So that's kind of my trade off. See, I do drink coffee, which is mostly made with water. But my, (laughs) it's true. My real sort of drink thing. My wife makes fun of me all the time. I, it's diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. You're, you're not alone on that one. A lot of people, I think it's the aspartame. Is that, is yeah, that how you say it, I don't aspartame? Know. So, uh, but I think the Canadian diet, it's the American or the Canadian one has removed aspartame. One of them has. But the, the I think the problem is that it makes you feel like you've had something sweet and your body reacts the same way, even though it doesn't. it's not actually sugar. And the overall concept, though, that my wife makes fun of me for is that she'll sit down and have a glass of wine with dinner, and I'll be sitting down with a, with a diet Pepsi, and she gets mad. She's like, just have a glass of wine with me. You never got out of your preteen years? No, I've actually got an interesting... So, hear this. The first date I went on with my wife, okay? Oh, no. So, we go on this date, and we went to... We went to the Martini House in Burlington, which everybody knows. I love the Martini House. And I had... We had a nice dinner. I think I had steak or something, she, whatever she had. And then for dessert, we decided to share some some cake. And it was like our first date. And I'm like, ooh, we're sharing a dessert. This is fun. Oh, it's going well. It's going yeah, well at this got point. To the shared cake. The shared cake. I mean, we're touching saliva via fork here. I mean, this is fun. In right? the world of COVID, that's a big no-no Does these it, yeah, days. Big no-no. So we have this cake. And of course... Being coming from a very European family, and maybe you can call me out on this if you're European and you're like you're an idiot, but I'm chocolate cake to me, or cookies or whatever. What what goes with that? With N- with cake with cake and and cookies or M- cookies milk. milk right yeah. So I order. The, <laughs> I still laugh about it today. She makes fun of me constantly. I order a glass of milk with this cake at this first date dinner, and she's to this day doesn't let me live that down. She's like, you're on a first date with someone. You don't order a glass of milk. I wonder if that was the deal sealer. If Listen, right then and there she said, this guy is odd enough to jive with me. And when we have when we have more time, I will go. We will have to have a discussion about how we met and everything I put my poor wife through before she decided to agree <laughs> oh, to stick with me because I am a complete idiot and maybe she's just a bigger moron for sticking with me. Quite frankly, who knows? Yeah. But she made the decision. That's on her. But yeah, milk, milk and cookies. I mean, see, I'm not uh, for, for me. I love cookies. Cake is not for me. I, everyone makes fun of me. My birthday every year, people will buy me a cake and I'm like, thanks guys. Ice cream cake. I love ice cream cake, but like a regular cake. I, I don't know what it is. I drink water and I don't like cake, but I do have many other things that will fill my system. We have, I have a bread and butter. I love that bread and butter. That's an easy one cheese and so you add that to the ch- bread butter cheese crackers like those are the things all right let's All's go through the food foods. pyramid then. the food pyramid yeah i'm trying to add in things that make sense Do you know they took dairy off the food pyramid like it's you're not supposed to have yeah, it. yeah dairy is now gone apparently something along the lines of like we're the only species on earth that drinks that consumes dairy after infancy i'll tell you right now i removed dairy from my diet a couple of months ago 
and we will have interviewed my nutritionist at some point and we'll talk about it, but I lost 15 pounds. You're, you're a stronger man than me. It's hard. I it's hard. I'll tell you right now. Do it. it was so hard, but the trade-off of what I was going through with my body, because my body just changed. So the nutrients that I was getting from dairy or whatever I was putting in my body relating to that was causing certain problems that I was dealing with. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So let's find the root of that problem. And I just consciously said, okay, let's try to remove dairy for a bit and see if that changes it instantly. Did you have to add any supplements in or anything like that? Well, yes, I've, I've had to, so not dairy, not re in relation to what dairy provides. So that, yeah. you know, uh, calcium and, um, and, and protein and things like that. I, I already was drinking protein drinks. I switched from a, a normal protein drink, which has casein and dairy related stuff in it to a vegan protein drink so that I could remove it completely. Wow. But I was already doing that before. The point is, is that the the switch like that how how those little changes like that can make so much of a difference so imagine taking for example a very diet devoid of much nutrition which is i think we we definitely fall into that category in today's day and age with mcdonald's being i mean let's be honest mcdonald's is not super nutritious oh no there's not a lot of nutrients so don't break my heart Justin. i know i heart. trust me the big mac oh my god but there's cheese on it i gotta get rid of the cheese mcrib oh, mcrib Jeez. is that even real it's real but they don't only certain times of year do they even have it in canada though? is it is it real real though like <laughs> is what i'm getting at there i still own mcdonald's shares so i'm gonna back out of this conversation all right yeah the mcrib is real <laughs> yeah so, um, the, but the point is, is imagine taking a diet that isn't great and just simply adding in some sort of supplement via multivitamin or an extra protein. I think a lot of people don't get enough protein as a whole because they're eating a lot of carbohydrates because it's, it's very filling and easy to satisfy you with carbohydrates. So imagine, imagine just doing that. I'm sure you could make some very simple changes. Well, and the science behind it has just been constantly evolving. It's, it's amazing nowadays to just look at the, like for my side of things, when I'm working with my athletes here at the pond, the nutrition and diet and, and the supplements and stuff that they put into their system really just, it, it's at a whole nother level. It's like a mad scientist when you walk into those supplement stores and, and they just know exactly what, when, where, how, what to put in your body. So this, I guess, brings us to our next guest who... I interviewed before, uh, we're at the pond, by the way, everyone, which I don't know if we discussed, and the Zamboni's going off behind us, so if you can hear it, I apologize, but it's part of being here. It's part of live broadcasting like this. We're Canadiana. having a Canadiana, right? Uh, but our next guest is uh, one of those supplement guys. He's the owner and operator of Herx Nutrition in Burlington, but you walk into a place like that, and it seems daunting. There's shelves and shelves of stuff, top to bottom, back to front. You have no idea what you're looking for. And what I love about this guy and kind of why I wanted to bring him on was to discuss and demystify some of the scariness of it. Yeah, all oh, so many weird names for things. So so you can walk into a place like this, walk into Herx, and be comfortable knowing that there's no judgment. You don't have to be some kind of gym rat beastie guy with, you know, 17 inch biceps, or I don't know if that's big or not. I just, <laughs> and, and you can go in there and, and expect a comfortable experience. And I think I wanted to bring them on to kind of demystify that experience and the idea of what does it take to kind of just be, make a few simple changes to be healthy. So on that note, welcome to Derek Moore. And it's just me talking, but he's a great interview and he's a great guy and check him out.
Today's a fancy day. Uh, I've got a really great guest on today. So fancy, in fact, I put my special t-shirt on for this one. Uh, with me in studio, or virtually in studio, I have the owner of Herx Nutrition Burlington, Derek Moore. Derek, how are you today? I'm doing great, Justin. Thanks. Amazing. Listen, I I am a frequent visitor to your store, as you know, and I really appreciate your store. I've been around, like I've been following it for even before you owned it, but what what brought you to this industry and what brought you to this particular brand in general? So it's an interesting story. My background actually was in kinesiology. So I had, I had done an undergraduate at Brock University. And between finishing my degree, getting registered, I had been laid off from a sales job that I had. And I was already lifting weights. You know, I was passionate about the gym. And I just stumbled across somebody that had uh, worked at a local Herx Nutrition in St. Catharines. And basically just offered me a job there to in between whatever else I was doing. And just through a turn of events, it just so happened that the CEO of the company had started the St. Catharines stores and was still around those. And just through taking on more responsibility, kind of worked my way up there and started helping manage a lot of our other locations. And we were actually looking to find a new owner for Burlington. And just through getting to know the, the previous owners, I was able to work out a deal where I could take on that responsibility as, as owner. And the rest is history. And so talk to me about what Herx is. Why do I go to Herx? Why does the general population want to go to Herx Nutrition? So Herx Nutrition, I mean, our whole, our whole you know, beginnings was uh, basically a family-run business, local owner, local operator. And uh, the idea that our stores are just a community and we welcome anyone that comes in and we really try to build a friendship and relationship with our clients. And that's really what's uh, made us stand apart from some of the other competitors and allowed us to really grow and thrive within the different uh, communities that we're in. And in the case of Burlington, I, you know, having owned it for about a year now, it's been nothing but great things happening since, since I took it on. So I'm, I'm really happy where we're going. And I think that's in part to the way that we run our, our stores. I definitely feel like there is a need for this type of store on, like on a regular basis, we certainly, as a human race, probably don't eat the right foods and we need the supplementation that you provide in order to be healthy to, in some extent, to some extent, you know, you've sort of supplied me with some supplements that relating to fish oils and things like that, that have helped me immensely and, and whatnot. What is kind of like the, the thing that you say, Hey, listen, like everybody needs this because I think that processed foods, the things that we're eating today, they're just not, they're not providing, a lot of people are not eating enough nutrients if I'm, if I'm mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I, that's what I'm seeing. So what are, what, what are the things like, what are the, what is the main thing you, someone comes in, doesn't know what they're looking for. And you're saying, Hey, you should start with this. Well, you know what, everyone that comes in, it's, it's a little different for each person. There are things that we definitely, you know, encourage as a foundation, but it's really about getting to know what the client's lifestyle is like and maybe, you know, digging deeper to see what some deficiencies could be. For your instance, you're all on the road all the time. You're, all, you know, between cities, meeting clients and, and just having a really inconsistent schedule. So to expect you to have, you know, four or five meals prepped, organic meats, 
fresh veggies other than maybe your breakfast and your supper, you'll have a different maybe recommendation than maybe somebody that is has a different lifestyle. But fundamentally, what we've seen in the business over the last five years is that people are working more, they have less time. So things even, you know, as simple as it sounds, even just a basic protein supplement really can do, you know, wonders for people in terms of the way they feel and look. And now, especially since COVID, we've really seen that the micronutrients that people are getting is is just very poor. And that's stemming from being inside, not being as active. So we've seen a tremendous surge in just people just going back to the basics, which, you know, a multi-mineral, multivitamin, uh, vitamin D3, omega-3 fish oils. And then, like I said, mentioned before, protein powder. Those really, for anybody, I think you could always start with that. Our brand was built on more of the sports nutrition performance side of things, in which we still, you know, have a tremendous amount of people buying those types of products. But now that we've expanded our our client base, and uh, we've really started to see that there is a lot more out there that people can benefit from other than, you know, a hardcore stim pre-workout or an uh, amino acid drink, for example. So really the, the micronutrients, super important, and just getting one of the fundamental macronutrients in your protein, that's really seems to be the, the most, you know, beneficial for most people. Interesting. One of the things that I've found in the past is that there's kind of a stigma around stores like yours that kind of makes it feel a bit scary because just like CrossFit or some of these heavy lifters in the gym, when you see them, you're kind of afraid to go near it. And and I think with her, some, a place like Herx, you know, what I love about you in general is that you're so inviting and, you know, we can just chat, but bust that down a little bit. Like you're not having, I, I don't want to categorize people in this, like this all the time because they're not this, but it's not this stigma of meatheads and big dudes and, and girls in this store all the time. So it's, it's not a scary experience, right? Yeah. And, and I think, I think part of that is due to the business itself being built on, you know, things that are loud and big, like bodybuilding in general. And the marketing back in the you know late '90s, when this was kind of starting, supplementation was kind of in its infancy. It built a foundation on that type of uh, market, and now that the more you know more general public is buying into it and seeing the need for for supplementation, I think that's where it's it's kind of shifted. And we've adapted our business to just again be more inviting. We've always been a social type of business where we you know get to know our clients. And uh, that's definitely helped, but we've, we've tried to make the image and the store feel as inviting as possible while also working on social media to really show the personality of our owners. My goal before even walk in the store is that, you know, me, you know, my wife, you know, my interests, and uh, that really helps a lot with bringing people into the location. And I think for most Herc stores, that's, uh, that's one of the things we try to really, really break down in terms of the taboo of a supplement store, if you will. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's really been the, the root cause. It's just the foundation was built on something totally different and that's kind of stuck along the way. But again, with social media, I think it's really helped. Break that's that a really, that's a really great point And a, a kind of a direction I wanted to go in with this conversation because you and I have had multiple conversations about social media over the months and months that you've been around and I've been kind of frequenting your store. What, what has changed for you and what, like, why do you find it? super impactful. Like, what are you doing? I know, for example, you had a, 
you had an event a week or two ago, your anniversary, mm-hmm. your one year anniversary, I guess. So you're a yep. year in amazing. And that was super successful. And all I saw all day was Herx, 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 Herx on my phone. And it really drew me in. I think I came twice over the weekend mm-hmm. to your store. <laughs> so, yep. uh, so tell me what, what, what's been working for you as a whole and what, what sources you're using in general. Cause I know you're on Insta for sure. Yep. Um, so, I mean, traditionally, I mean, we, we were never big on social media to begin with. We always, again, re- being relationship driven, we always worked on word of mouth, which is still extremely important. We always tried to do in-person demos where we could uh, get to know the local clubs, get to know the local businesses. But as people's you know, tendencies change, the way they interact with businesses has shifted more towards social media. We've really tried to change our focus and, and spread out the way that we're, we're communicating with customers. And uh, Instagram for us and our business has been super, super, super crucial just because, you know, it's a lot of product focus, uh, a lot of people focus, which Instagram works really well. And uh, yeah, I mean, some of the things we tend to do, we, we try to advertise as much as we can through paid advertising if possible. But re- really beyond that, it's, it's really engaging in the clients. Um, answering, you know, direct messages, putting out information and products that people really can, you know, take in and understand. And it's it's really helped, again, back to the, you know, the taboo of supplements. It's really helped break down a lot of the misconceptions with some of the products we sell. And yeah, it's a great tool for us. Uh, Instagram, social media, Facebook, Google, the Google business listings have become extremely important. And some of the analytic tools that they have. And uh, yeah, it really gives us great reach for, you know, not only our city, but even the outskirts of the city that draws in a lot of clients. Well, Um, I think that one of the aspects of fitness in general that has become incredibly popular is the influencer, as it were. uh And I think, for example, there's a lot of people that will come to your store, buy your protein powder, for example, and and walk out of the store, take a picture in front of your store with Uh it. And say, look what I just got at Herx today. And yep. they're all excited about it. And so I think that's very, very powerful for business and especially for a company like yours. There's a lot of people like the, the, the fitness industry is beauty driven, is, is driven by this sort of mindset, this sort of culture. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that creating content for any business, quite frankly, around you've said it multiple times around you as the owner, like, yes, you're a franchise store, but they're, they seem to have a more boutique feel to them. And each owner obviously has their own personality and and mindset and way they do things. And quite frankly, they're, they're, I mean, they're all different. So Mm -hmm. telling the story of someone like you and the way you do things, I really appreciate that. And having people share their each, their own unique journey through you because they're using your products is such an incredible, powerful, incredibly powerful tool. Yeah, I mean, when when we see people tag us, that's for me. That's the biggest compliment, and it's it's just reaffirming that you know something's done right. And for people to take the time out of their day to you know take an effort to actually take the picture, tag us, write something nice, or just show excitement about you know what they like about products or the results they're getting with products, or even just the experience they had. That's that's one of the best things I love about social media aside from the obviously the in-store experience but it's just been a great tool for us to use and like you mentioned our stores i mean you go to any of our 27 stores instagram pages they all have a you know a similar theme throughout but you can definitely tell there's a an individual aspect that's you know going on within the store so it's it's fantastic how has the city of burlington 
or the area that you've moved to since you've owned the store? Because I know originally it was in North Burlington. Uh-huh. How has that community and those areas, how have that, how has that impacted your business? You know, it's, it's been refreshing because, I mean, I, I, is, I was helping work the store before it transitioned to my hands. And through a variety of reasons, it just wasn't, you know, doing what we wanted it to do. And from taking it over, what I really like is everyone in the community is super, super, super excited to work together, whether it's, you know, the local F45 club, the gym, even businesses like yours, real estate agents and people that are residents of the community that want to kind of spread the, spread the word, um, tr- local trainers. And I mean, I owe a lot to the success over the last year to a lot of those people in the community. And I mean, my goal going forward is always doubling down on those relationships and uh, making sure everyone's, you know, taken care of. And uh, if there's anything I can do for anybody in the community, I'm always first to volunteer my time, you know, any fundraisers, anything like that, you know, we're always trying to be involved in. But yeah, the, the Burlington that's, community that's is amazing. fantastic. No, and it's, 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 it's literally, you, you're in a really prime spot there. And that location as a whole seems to be quite good for you. The other thing that I should talk about, which I'm sure my kids would be mad if I didn't, is the shakes at your store in general. I mean, I've had shakes all over the place that are health-related, nutrition-related shakes at other stores. And it, it just seems to me that the way you do yours, I don't know if it's the protein you're using or the, the milk, like the, the frozen milk mm-hmm. product you're using, mm-hmm. but you have, you have the best shake. Let's be let's just call it what it is. You have the best shake <laughs> as far as I know. And it's almost like I, I, there, there's no comparison anywhere and, and it's healthy. So there's been a big following for your shakes though, from what I understand. Yeah. So the shakes, all of our stores do have a shake bar. And, you know, of course we want to be as healthy as possible, but we, we learned early on that, you know, the shake is something that you can enjoy with your family. Again, you bring your kids in uh, almost every day, they grab a chocolate shake. We have regulars that just come in for shakes. And for us, it's a great way to get people in just a step, a foot in the door, more or less. And our shakes, again, we, we could have done the frozen smoothie with the frozen organic, this fruit, this, but, you know, we wanted something that was economical for our clients tastes great and is still health conscious versus other, you know, options out there on the market, whether it's through McDonald's or, or whatnot. So we always use a high quality whey protein. We do have vegan options, but really it's the, it's the low fat, low sugar ice milk base we use. And that, that really has been a staple for us the last 20 years that we've been using it. So we're always looking to evolve. So, I mean, as you know, some markets tend to shift towards different preferences in terms of the way the shakes are, but Ultimately, we always have the classic shake available and uh, people just love it. Anytime they see a Herx in town, if they're traveling from out of town, they recognize that classic shake as a staple of the Herx nutrition culture. So yeah, it's uh, definitely something that really helps us out. And you've developed quite a following with the local high school from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got you know two high schools surrounding us. So we've got Assumption there on one side. And yeah, I mean, a lot of kids come in. We do offer a really, really great promotion Tuesdays. It's it's only two bucks. So for you know students, if they have a few a little few quarters in their pocket, or you know bum it off somebody else, it's a it's a way to kind of get out and and enjoy something tasty. So so imagine that you're driving around, you're hungry, you have a couple choices in the neighborhood. You could go to McDonald's, you could go to Wendy's or whatever, or for two dollars on a Tuesday afternoon. You, well, Tuesday all day, you could pop into Herx right around the corner and grab a shake and that will fill you up. And yep. really, if you, if you bought a bar with that, you're probably yeah, under you're five good or for, six bucks yeah, and you're, you're and you're good for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. 
So, so, you know, what are you looking for when it comes to the bars, as far as, you know, walking into the store, what, what is it that you're looking for nowadays? Uh, the tendency now for our protein bar selection is a lot of people are driven by taste and can they, you know, have it multiple times a week without getting tired of it. So our selection of bars, we, we gravitate towards the healthiest option possible, the lowest amount of sugars, but really it's, it's the taste. And with the way the food science has gone, some of the new sweeteners on the market, the sugar alcohols they can use to give it better texture, that's really driving the demand for, you know, tastier, healthier options. And it all started with the Quest Bar. I mean, everyone kind of recognizes that brand now, but before Quest Bar, really, there wasn't a ton. There was maybe five, six protein bars to choose from. They all made you have tremendous gas. They taste <laughs> like cardboard. Nice. And they just, there just wasn't any good options. So when Quest came around, it was, you know, low carb, fiber, high quality protein. And from that point on, that it kind of changed the way people uh, you know, we carry grab and go selection in the store. And it's also changed the way the consumers have choices in terms of getting something that, you know, tastes great and they can really enjoy it. It's actually somewhat surprising because I grew up in, in, in a sports, in the sports world, I was a ball player, baseball player for many years. We had lots of opportunity to purchase health food type stuff, proteins and Gatorade type drinks and all kinds of things. I don't ever remember there being like a bar that I yeah. could just grab like there, there, that wasn't a thing back in the nineties when I was in my teenage years. Right. It's interesting to see the evolution of that and how far yeah, it's it was, it was a Gatorade and a Snickers. That's it. That's <laughs> that it. Was basically- Gatorade and Snickers. And you know, going to baseball, we'd, we'd stop at McDonald's on the way around. Like there was no options really yeah. like for health food to just stop in and pick something up. Even in the, in the grocery store, it was difficult. And who wants to eat an apple? Really? Right. Come right. on. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I think it, even with the with the bars and the the way the supplements are going, I mean, athletes are getting better and better and better, and I think partially just people are you know more knowledgeable on basic nutrition, and I think it it's it's evident in the way that you know athletes are getting exposed to a lot of this stuff earlier. I mean, if I knew, and I'm sure you could say the same, if I knew what I knew now in terms of supplementation, basic nutrition information. I mean, my athletic career would have been probably a lot more enjoyable. I probably would have fainted less and I probably oh, just would have performed a lot better. Oh man, so. I don't need to know about that. Holy cow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah no, it, you're absolutely right. I think that, I think one of the first athletes that I remember sort of leading the charge in healthy fitness or healthy, being a healthy athlete that kind of changed a game as a whole was Tiger Woods. I don't know mm-hmm. if you agree with me mm-hmm. on that, but I remember, yeah. I remember the the golf world because my dad and my grandmother used to watch golf all the time. We'd sit on a weekend and watch a golf uh, tournament on a weekend all the time, and it was like you know they're not saying that they were fat guys, but there's guys walking around with cigarettes. They'd be in the bar after. It was a whole thing, and then all of a sudden Tiger came around, and he's this like svelte, cut built guy Mm -hmm. that's suddenly changing the face of what a golfer looks like. And, you know, yes, there was other sports that had changes that, but talking about changing the game in an immense way and bringing fitness and health to the game in such a way. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a a person that's more impact, like has more, has had more impact than him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he, for that type of sport too, it was always seen as more of a casual, sport and i mean he brought like athletics to the forefront in terms of what's weight training and golf you know like he brought that to the you know getting stronger for the sport and with that obviously i'm sure his nutrition was always on point 
and yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you look at the, I mean, LeBron and all these guys, they're specimens and they're so regimented. Totally. And uh, yeah. But, but it's interesting because I know that there's an element of the gym that's required for this stuff, uh-huh. but let's be clear and honest. I mean, I've, I've just hired a nutritionist recently and let's be honest, we all know now, and I don't remember, again, this is something I don't remember hearing growing up that your diet is what 80% of what your health is. Absolutely. Like, it's okay. It's great that you're going out and walking once a day with the dogs or whatever you're doing to keep a little bit of fitness, or maybe you're pounding the gym every day. But if you're pounding Big Macs after the gym every day, that's not going to be good for you. And for the supplements too, you know, being that nutrition is so important, we're always transparent as we can with our clients that the nutrition is going to be, again, 80%, if not more of the equation. And we always encourage people to, if they don't already have somebody, you know, keeping track of their diet. There's lots of free resources out there that they can use. And it's not even to be super regimented per se, but it's just an accountability factor that even if you do start tracking loosely, it really helps clients see, you know, maybe to see how deficient they are in certain macronutrients, to see maybe how inactive they are. And usually we recommend, especially if somebody's coming in with the, you know, the goal of losing 50 pounds, it's always a a gradual progress. And that step one, maybe see where you're at, like, you know, see how many calories you're taking in, see how much exercise you're doing. Step two, okay, are you deficient in any of the macronutrients? Okay, let's get a protein in their hands. Step three, okay, is, you know, anything else deficient? And that way there, it's not as much of a shock. And, you know, because everyone's been through a diet, everyone's tried to make a dramatic lifestyle change. And the last thing I want is, is people to either fall off because it's hard to, you know, stay on with everything going on at once with stresses in life, family, So I always prefer that people can kind of think of supplements as just another tool you can use and uh, your nutrition is going to be your primary tool. Your exercise is another tool. And as long as you can tweak and, you know, grab a new tool every time that you're getting to a plateau, um, that's the way I see it. So especially in the supplements, there's so much to look at. There's so many products and they all have their benefits, but realistically, let's find the most bang for buck in terms of your goal. And then slowly we, we add more tools to the to the problem if if we need help. So things like fat burners, obviously those are, you know, very heavily marketed. And when somebody comes in, that's not the first thing we recommend, especially if it's a weight loss. Usually there's Do other... those really work? Let's be honest. Like, do they really work? I mean, you sell them yep. or is it only a certain circumstance with which they work? So the science is definitely there. Fat burners, do they work? Short answer, yes. Long yeah. answer, it definitely depends on the scenario. And the main culprit for why they work is that they're a stimulant. So if you have a, you know, a cup of coffee, anything like that, the difference with the fat burner products we sell is that it's a combination of several ingredients that give you, whether it's increased metabolism, curbed appetite, help, help with actual fat metabolism. They do help, but it's a very minor blip in terms of your calorie output that they give. So again, if, if let's say you're starting your diet, you're losing a few pounds a week, fantastic. If you get to a plateau in six to eight weeks, maybe just because the metabolism stalled, maybe stress, maybe whatever, sometimes a fat burner can be used as a great tool to use for a short period of time, three to four weeks, just to get your metabolism kickstarted, get your energy levels up, get your motivation up, and uh, break kind of break that plateau. That's um, interesting that you say that because I think what I've learned in the last little while with our nutritionist, uh, who's amazing is that a lot of people get into this sort of static state where their metabolism is slowed right down. Mm -hmm. 
And that's part of the problem with why they can't lose weight because their metabolism is just, you know, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. And, and again, it's, if, if the metabolism stalling, a lot of the times it's, it's outside of, you know, sometimes it is stress, maybe it's sleep. And again, from a supplement perspective, we always recommend fixing those problems first before resorting to the stimulant products because stimulants, I mean, we're also overstimulated nowadays with energy drinks, coffees. I don't hot, know what high, you're talking about, Derek. Yeah, the person who buys four a day. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just it's just part of our society now. Everyone is very stimulated. So if we can avoid more stimulants while like getting the same result, I mean, one of the things we've seen tremendously successful for supplement side of things is a sleep product, which you would think, oh, that's just kind of BS. And it's they used to market them in the kind of the bodybuilding world as, uh, you know, take this product, increase growth hormone, burn more fat. Well, that I mean, that's a stretch, but now really it's just all about quality of sleep. If we can give you something that helps relax you, helps reduce blue light strain before you go to bedtime, and just helps you have an overall better quality sleep, deeper sleep, even if it's less sleep, even if you're only sleeping six hours a night because it's just the way your lifestyle is, if you have a better quality five, six hours of sleep, you're going to feel better. Your metabolism is going to be less screwed up and uh, you're just going to be more productive overall. So sometimes a product like that, where it's not as obvious, sometimes that gives a much better result for people's goals than they think, than the traditional, I need to lose weight. I need a fat burner. So again, it's just, it's just taking the time, getting to know the clients and, and what their goals are and what they've, you know, what the nutritionist is saying, trying to work together with the nutritionist and trying to work together with the other people that the gym that they're working with. And again, really just giving people the best outcome possible with as little product as, as needed so that it becomes more of a lifestyle change than just a four week blast, get the results and then put it all back on the next two weeks. So that's, that, that's, that's very that's, typical. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, we've seen tremendous changes for a lot of our, a lot of our customers, people that have totally changed their life around. And the, the key difference for those people is that they've really made a total lifestyle change over time so that it just becomes second nature that they work out three days a week. It just becomes second nature that they're watching their portion control becomes second nature that they're, you know, having a protein supplement maybe once or twice a day, or maybe once every three days as needed. But those are the people that, that really make the tremendous change. And I'll tell you what, I think if I've taken anything from all of this journey I've been on, from coming to your store, from learning from you, from learning from Jacqueline, who's my uh, nutritionist, mm-hmm. it's not about the fad diets. While those are interesting sometimes in certain scenarios, we are talking about lifestyle changes here, people. This is not just, I'm going to take something for 10 minutes and I'm going to lose 30 pounds and then I'm going to you know, live my life. You try that stuff, you're going to screw yourself up more than just literally changing your lifestyle, changing your diet, and trying to be healthier as a whole. And I think if you're intentional with your decision-making, when you're looking at a bag of chips and you're going, why am I actually eating this? This is straight from Jacqueline's mouth, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why am I actually eating this? Is it because I want that, ooh, that yummy, sh- that salty buzz? Or is it yep. because I'm literally using it for a specific type of energy that I need? Right. right? Um, versus having an apple or an orange or some other healthier option. Just be intentional. And I think that's the message I think you want to get out there yep. and that, that should be out there, quite frankly. Um, yep. So, Derek, 
Listen, I could talk for an hour with you. I think we've done it in your store before and yep. we will tomorrow, I'm sure. So yep. I got to shut it down because we're coming up to the end here. And man, I really p- appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge and uh, sharing a bit of your story. You're, you're an amazing success there in Burlington and I wish you the best. Oh, thanks for having me on, Justin. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Everyone, thank you so much for listening and we'll be back again soon. Talk to you later. That was another episode of The Underground. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, follow Justin on Facebook and see what he's up to in the real estate world at Justin Long Carrick. And check out what Ryan is doing on the ice at more.hockey.